0: Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.
1: All right. It sounds like we're about to get us a tape thing, y'all. Welcome to uh, Leading Women. And is that Angela? <laughs> I'm on. I'm here. All right. Listen, we're trying to work out this uh, blog talk thing. But, of course, this is going to tape. what's going to end up on your favorite platform platforms, to find a channel so that you can like and subscribe and always meet us back here on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Go to dryerbus.com and you'll be able to select where you want to follow and subscribe. I am Yolanda Lattimore. She is Angela Stalkup. Uh, We're going to jump right into this. I'm going to give her a few minutes to tell you a little bit about herself after I tell you that, listen, y'all, for, and especially coming back to Blog Talks, This is like bringing, whoo, I'm telling you, full circle, if if that is a thing, if that can ever be a thing, uh, trying to make it to 2020 as drier buzz, 18 years, um, we have been blogging and, and most of that, pretty much the majority of that time, podcasting, and I know those words, blogging and podcasting, hasn't been around as long as we have. But we're so glad that they are, and we're so glad that we get to come together and bring you great content and leading women podcast. I'm so excited to do it each and every week with Angela. And we were just in the inbox, and I was like, okay, stop, <laughs> because we were getting we were going through, <laughs> and I'm like, wait, we got to do this, we got to do this on air. So did I not just do that? I was like, wait, stop, right? You, you, so let me let you, you Angela like, stop. introduce her. Sir. Yeah, because we Bye. were going there because. <laughs> That's what leading women do. We we started at one place and we like wait we we went on to a full on pathology. But let me tell you why it gets so deep is because I get to come to this time frame, time spent, and have conversations with Angela, and uh, and she's just that person that has so much of the history and the research and just is doing the work. you can find a leading woman, you can find a woman anywhere that's willing to take the stage and do all this stuff, but somebody that's really out there doing the work and I uh, can come back and, and match the data conversations that I have. I have found my match, y'all, and that is in Angela. Hello, Angela.
2: Hello, Yolanda, and I agree, found my match. Um, uh, I'm Angela Stalkup, and I'm a communication uh, specialist. I work with all kinds of businesses, large and small, but uh, for the last 10 years I've worked with women entrepreneurs and Yolanda says, I love to go deep, I love to research, and I'm particularly interested in how we communicate, how language, how interactions build relationships, and from that relationship either with ourselves or with other people, we build everything else. We create our reality around the communication that we that we engage in, and so uh, as I like to say, I just Yolanda and I are just trying to change the world a little bit at a time every day, and um, and I appreciate what you said about it. it's, it's one thing to take the stage, but another thing to be out doing the work. And Yolanda, the same is true, is is out doing the work, having the conversations with people, right? Is <laughs> reading the reading the research, analyzing the data, and because oftentimes, and this is I'm, I'm gonna, and this is I'm kicking the ball back to you, Yolanda. Oftentimes, what we see, what we hear, the first thing we hear is not the whole story, so. Exactly. On that note, Yolanda, mm-hmm. take it away.
1: Okay. Well, and also uh, about 20, minute, 20 minutes into this, we're going to pause, not necessarily going in another direction, but I've asked a, a friend who is also out there doing the work, in fact, left here to go do some more of that work. Uh, as most of you know, Angela and I are coming to you from Atlanta. Atlanta has a connotation uh, of being a hub for sex trafficking, Human trafficking. You know, you can't be the greatest transportation hub and not have these things go on. So we're gonna get an update for that. It is October. It's Domestic Violence Month, and there was a headline that um, just just rubbed me, and I won't even say like rubbed <laughs> me the wrong way. It rubbed me. Uh, I was tagged in it, and and this is when I know why I continue. I should continue because I I'm tired. I will say that. Uh, but this is when I know that people are getting it, and that's when I wake up in the morning and I'm tagged and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you said this was happening. You said this was going on. Well, here it is in our face. So this morning, one of the gentlemen who followed me tagged me in a headline, Angela, and it came out of Marietta, which is a, a suburb of Atlanta. And it was – um, you you know how you read a headline and you like wait, 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 you know hold on. I'm mm-hmm. Sorry, y'all had to call. But you you see the headline and you like you look for these qualifiers. And and being that I'm in blogging, I can In order to come to pioneer blogging, I had to study something and I had so I had to study traditional media and I had to study and research tradish, traditional pub, publications, the pub, publishing right. So I know. People mm-hmm that there's a game of, you got to manipulate the emotions, you know, Never mind the click, cause back then it wasn't clickbait, but to get you to buy the paper or to read the paper, subscribe, mm-hmm. or to get you to read from this section to that section, there are these qualifiers. And I mean, no good editor, no good photo editor, you know, you know, to do those things, right? We do them every day and all day. But sometimes you think that there is a, a story that, you should just be able to tell people something happened, and they should be—they should be in their emotions anyway, simply because it happened to a child. But here was a story came out of Marietta as a headline, and I went into it. It wasn't even that much content in the story. It basically was an update of something that's been going on all year long. Um, apparently, in March of this year a gentleman, oh, I was about to say a gentleman, a man, as they said in an article, a man, um, basically trafficked, and they don't they don't use the word trafficking, but he took a young girl, age 13, a grown 30-plus-year-old man, took a young girl, 12, from one city to the next, um, and molested her, you know, went about the actions of entertaining himself with her, and, uh, and, she told her mom, and, and it doesn't go into whether or not this is somebody that she knew, but it did go into some slight details as to how, you know, she ended up, she's in the vehicle with him. They get to a place he parked. It goes on to tell us that he some kind of way persuades her to go into the back seat. But the way they tell the story is they, they tell the story, a man. they say that part, and then they go on to say that he was, what was it, 300, four, to, almost 400 pounds, if not more and arrested for molesting a 13-year-old. So they give you all of these qualifiers, and I I know from publishing, media, blogging, is you try to put stuff in the headlines that people won't take themselves out of the scenario, but to go ahead and and validate the story and find out what's going on. So you would say, okay, this happened in my neighborhood, my city, my county, Oh, and it, it, it goes all the way down to, oh, it happens, I care about children, so let me read this. But then you go, oh, this person looks like me, or this, that, and the other. So I was questioning, I'm like, well, what does this weight have to do with anything? Why did they have to go to the point of mentioning how much the man weighed? Is that to say that the young girl could have escaped from an individual? Maybe he couldn't have chased her. And I was like, why do we have to do that? And so I went to Angela and I said, hey, I think we need to talk about this because this story aside, it being Domestic Violence Month, and I'm pretty sure we're going to go and find everything else, but we almost are at a point, and we had to decide this, Angela, when we decided we would do something called Leading Women, you almost have to let a woman know something is not right in the scenario or the situation that she is in. That's one part of it. But I'm curious as to why it is they had to qualify the story in such a way. And who did they disqualify by using the weight in this story? Is that, am I making
2: any kind of sense? Yes. Yes. Well, I, I just happened to be scrolling through my Facebook,
0: and mm-hmm. I saw your comments mm-hmm. on this. And
2: I went and looked at this. I'm like, what in the actual whatever is this that I'm mm-hmm. looking at. And I didn't even really want to click on it, but you have to click on it to go read it, right? right. A 13-year-old girl molested by 430-pound Ostel man. And I'm like, what is the purpose of this headline? And then the man's picture, right? This man's face, right? Mm-hmm. Man's picture. And so I, I'm like, so so many things went off for me, but exactly what you're saying, this is may, meant to make people click. I mean, look, I clicked out of, out of like, well, not even curiosity, kind of hate click. I'm like, this is, I hate this and I'm going to post on it and say this is ridiculous, right? Um, mm-hmm.
1: But
2: you're right. This is designed to get people to click. Like a 13-year-old girl molested by Wasn't enough. anybody is not enough. And see, so that's, that's, you, that's it. It's like it's not enough. So you have that. And then, so you've got this, you have this sort of double victim, right? So like you said, is it that he was so huge and he was like a monster threat or like you say, or that she should have been able to get away because he was 430? What is the point? And then it's like 430 pounds. My God, right? How tall is the man? Mm-hmm. Doesn't say how tall he is. He could be, he can be tall and carry a lot of weight on your body. And so there's a whole fat shaming and fat phobia which is a whole nother area, and we, I won't open that door, of area where I've done study and research and interest and have, I used to blog about that extensively, is how the media distorts these images about weight and body image. So this is very old school to shame. I mean, the guy should is be shamed because he's a child molester, Right. What? Right. So, okay, but wait. Shame. It, 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 now we're gonna double shame because of weight. So now, oh, it's is it? It's the shame. It's like, oh, how shameful! And you said it. What is this? Four hundred pound people gone wild. Ooh! I was just like, there is so much on this, right? What if the girl was four hundred and thirty pounds? Should she be ashamed, right? What if he was four oh, hundred and thirty no, pounds? That.
1: But wait, now we've seen that we've seen that come play out. The whole shame. Let's go back to the shaming part of this because we saw that the shaming part play out in the Cosby victims. Like no way he raped her, right? Okay, well let's add to that the thirty years of trauma and PTSD that she's lived Mm -hmm. with. Because uh, she started out absolutely beautiful, but what did absolutely beautiful get her? It got her on the couch with Cosby, right? So maybe she right. doesn't want to be absolutely beautiful anymore. But to say that this was a 430-pound molester, so is that to say who's, who's shaming the 430-pound molester? The 200-pound molester? Like, exactly. Like who, are we exactly. So who are we
2: separating him from? Because that's, that's what it's again, he was, like, It's, right. it's so- a if he's one eighty five and got a six pack and he's jacked, uh, it's less offend- it's less offensive, right? I mean, it's like mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. there, but but again, this, this headline says so much yeah. about what our society values, what they don't value, what they pay attention mm-hmm. to, and you know, it's it's it it it, it, it is so loaded. And whoever tagged you in this, I'm sorry you get have to wake up and see terrible things. <laughs> Yolanda,
1: I know you and do. And that, that's my everyday. Every <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: but this is, but this is the education, right? This is the education that has mm-hmm. to happen to say. Sometimes you've got to pause and break down mm-hmm. why, as you said, something ain't right. We've got to pause and break it down and say why is this disturbing? Mm-hmm. Why is this? Why are these words selected? Why is this image selected? Why is this story framed that way? Because
0: mm-hmm.
2: everything is being delivered to us. We are not getting, if we, maybe, even, I can't even, say, I was going to say, uh, you know, maybe if we had like a little stock, little, little, like a little stock ticker, you know, like the tape that they used to have. If you had like a, a thing that was just printing out police reports, Maybe you are mm-hmm. getting unfiltered, but, no, you're getting the the filtering of the police, right? Every mm-hmm. time we read a story, we hear a story, whatever, it is being filtered in some way or other. As you said, who are the gatekeepers? Right, you wouldn't, you wouldn't actually wake up here. yourself. You
1: wouldn't wake up no. yourself and go, oh, wait, let me see what cases are on the docket. Let me see what's, what's going on. Who's mm-hmm. been arrested lately? You know, you don't right. make those choices. Those Those are the things, like, I didn't make the choice to even keep tabs. I moved out of Barry and I didn't make the choice to keep tabs with that but because right. it falls within my editorial schedule my editorial yep. over here at Dryer Buzz you know he mm-hmm. was like oh I know who can help me help me pro-. he was like help me process this. what's going on help me process here right yeah. but if I was to go to the journalist who did this and we talked about this if I went to her and said why did this headline you know, it'll have to be an offline conversation. It would have to be mm-hmm. clear. They were like, okay, well, off the record. You know, I really wanted to say this. I really wanted to call it that. Mm-hmm. But then, in order to get it, or get my space in the paper, to get my article done, you know, I had to say this or I had to say that. Because my, like, you, you had a You, you had a different perspective. I had a, my thing was we both said, okay, there's some shaming going on here. But who are we disqualifying? See, we're qualifying that this mm-hmm. is what people who get to that size. this is what the article is saying, the headline, mm-hmm. not the article, right? Cause, you know, right. Are, right. And, and believe it or not, when I first started blogging, I said, I want to blog because, unfortunately, we can change the world with a headline, but we're not necessarily moving the needle So because we, people aren't clicking in and reading the story. So I clicked in, and I'm reading the story like you, and I'm like, okay, this is an incident that happened in March. He was arrested in July, has been in jail since. So maybe somebody was mm-hmm. looking at that, how long people are serving because, as you know, here in Georgia they're trying to decriminalize um, where people are sitting in jail because they can't simply come up with the bail or the bond, right? Right. So they're looking right. at cases. They're looking at how many people are sitting here and there. And they probably came across this case, oh, well, he's still in there. Here's a guy. Because you've got to know if they, if they pulled any kind of search results, right, for time frame, he would have right. come up saying that he's been in jail since July, can't pay the bond. Oh, he's in jail for this, all right? But now here's a reporter who wants to report that, and they like, oh, wait, this may be of interest to this department over here. Let me give that over there, right? And then it goes over mm-hmm. there, and then they want to write about it. And now they take – they got their – and it wasn't even like a full story. It was like, here's an update. It was like three little paragraphs, update on this, update on that. Yep. Now he's getting ready to go before the Superior Court. He's got, He's going before a grand jury, right? Right In the grand jury, but he's going before the grand jury, but unfortunately for him, he's been in jail all this time. Uh, they don't have to go anywhere necessary to look for him. He's still here. So he's been in jail. Thank God, because guess who's safe in the neighborhood? The rest of the 13-year-old girl. The rest of the 13-year-old this girl. This one has been traumatized. Yeah. Right. The, this girl has been traumatized since March and they hotel. This is when he got caught. So we don't know how long he's been picking her up, transporting her, taking her. We don't know. Right. Yeah. Now there's some shaming going on in the fact that the this person who who wrote this not even I don't want to say wrote this piece because it wasn't even a piece, but under the bio the bottom this person Rosie I believe it was goes down the hall the editor okay we need to fill a space or whatever well here's this mm-hmm. oh well now we we got to we qualifying these people this group but let's make sure we disqualify. This group, because we know that this is a thing here in Georgia. And this paper has to end up on a number of porches. It's got to go on a number of inboxes. This is going to go on social media. So, and what I'm upset about in the gatekeeper conversation is because somewhere, and I want to know do we still have gatekeepers, which is what we call this for those of you that are clicking in and listening? We're asking are there still gatekeepers or are we just mm-hmm. still dealing with the effects of gatekeepers? Was there a gatekeeper telling Rosie? Uh, give me some qualifiers right. and give me some
2: disqualifiers <clears throat> in this. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, Rosie's a gatekeeper, right? The, uh, the author, mm-hmm. anybody mm-hmm. who has a platform is a gatekeeper. So she's a gatekeeper, right? But most likely she has some sort of editor above her who's a gatekeeper. There's probably a, you know, a publisher of the newspaper, an owner of the newspaper who could also be a gatekeeper. If the newspaper mm-hmm. is owned by a conglomerate, right? Like Cox Enterprises or so forth. There's layers of gatekeepers all the way up to the very top. They decide what stories are important. It's, and Gatekeepers are about filtering, right? They, it's about surveillance. They survey everything, mm-hmm. right? right? So it's surveillance, mm-hmm. right? They, and they monitor and then they decide what gets filtered through and then how it's framed, right? So how is this, so how is, so by the time it gets to us, it's been through multiple, even just one gatekeeper is doing all this, right? But we're going through mm. all these layers with the ultimate, if you are dealing with anything that is a for-profit publication, right, the ultimate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. goal is to drive sales or to, and to drive advertising, right, to get money. And and look, people need to get paid. I, I'm all about it, right, about people getting paid, but Understanding that what you are engaging is something that is about making money and not to go, you know, because I will go deep into history, just backing up a little bit. It was, I think it was in the Clinton administration where we changed, the laws changed around news, right? And it used mm-hmm. to be, I'm old enough to remember, um, and you are too, Yolanda, I think, when, like, if there was a political candidate, they each had to have equal time, right? And so they would have to have time at the at the at the at the radio station, the news station, whatever, right? That news right. was again sort of the fourth estate; that it was protected, and there were certain things around that they couldn't do, right? They had to remain objective. Well, around the, around the Clinton era, laws were passed that changed that, and that's how we end up now with this with Fox News, right? This is how we end up with an entirely biased platform, media platforms, and the news mm-hmm. being owned. And it coming under entertainment, so the news organizations and mm-hmm. these so-called transnational media corporations, the news is now owned by the media, the, by the entertainment rather. Entertainment news is just now a line under entertainment, like sports or right. movies Not government, or sanction, music. not government. No, a government and it's entity. not right where we used to say this is. That even though it's not run, in fact, like we don't want it run by the government. This is we're going to hold the because of the First Amendment and free press and understanding that a free press and and, and citizens having access to accurate information is the bedrock of democracy, mm-hmm. right? That we're going mm-hmm. to, not, not saying this hasn't always happened, but we shifted that. And so now we end up into this thing where it really, there, some, the, the, there were protections there that are totally gone. And so this is where we lose this sort of, uh, protection against bias so even in and I'm not going to suggest that anybody at Marietta uh, you know Marietta I'm going to name you know in M- MDJ Marietta Daily Journal online this is just mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. online you no know, I'm not saying that they are particularly trying to twist or do anything but to think like you say I just looked at this I've got it open I didn't want to click on it but I have it open and it tells you it's a one minute read it's one minute we need what we need to fill mm-hmm. one minute right and so how do we get somebody's eyes and attention for one minute? And, uh, you know, I have an ad blocker. It wouldn't let me see it with my ad blocker on. So i turn my ad blocker off, of course. And I'm looking at an ad next to this article, right? So every time I've gone – I've looked at it a couple of times now. This, there's clicks going through the papers getting paid, right? So understanding how that works, I think, helps us to be smarter – about what we're consuming and allows us to get pushback. I mean, this is this is done for. This is their online piece. This is their online journal. It's on their social right. media. So
1: when you, when I'm, you I was glad it. to see
2: people were gone there going, "What is the meaning of this?"
0: Right.
1: Because we when should you get look pushback. At it, it's like it's an incident that happened in in March. He was arrested in July. He's now going up, up to the grand jury. So there's. There's no resolve in the case except he's going no. to the grand jury, but the grand jury has failed how many victims? Let's just let's just let's just be real about that. But I've got Shay on. We said once we got in about twenty minutes and we were gonna bring Shay on just yep. for an update and and uh, and I know she can, can hear us while we're doing this as I'm yep. trying to bring my screen back up. But, we're, Shay, I'm going to bring you on just let you know, we are talking about gatekeepers, and I know pretty much it's, it, what she's doing, there are the gatekeepers, and, you know, which is why we worry about her because she oftentimes has to come face to face with some of these gatekeepers yes. when it comes to protecting our, protecting our young women. Shay, are you there? I
0: am. I am. Thank you, ladies, There's for she, having oh. me.
1: This is so awesome coming back. Y'all don't know, we've been on a number of platforms trying to trying to figure out how to do this. So I'm, I'm so glad to be back on uh, uh, recording live on Blog Talk. And then, of course, again, this will end up on uh, all the different platforms. But on Tuesdays at 2 p.m., you can join us. For those of you that are listening and haven't seen any of the shared links, uh, we do have a number for you to Call in if you want to catch us. We're gonna go. We got about another thirty minutes on here. Five one six five three one nine three three seven. In fact, put that in your phone so that when we do go live, you can always call five one six five three one nine three three seven. And Shay, we were we're talking about how much the article, and I think I mentioned to you earlier uh, about the story coming out of Marietta. And how it had qualifiers and disqualifiers. But I basically, because of, um, it's Domestic Violence Month, and just because we want you to be part of leading women, because women are uh, dealing with this issue. And I don't know, and you tell me, are there any out front women led groups that are particularly, particularly dealing with the issue that you are? And that's human – um, now, help me out. Human trafficking or human sex trafficking
2: specifically?
0: Yeah, they're all different. That you deal
2: with. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. Human trafficking, sex trafficking, and labor trafficking are three different things, but everybody kind of, kind of puts them in the same realm. Um, but there mean. are – I would say primarily most women are running um, the majority of the organizations that are in the forefront. Um okay. Lot lots of uh it is lots of women led. I can't imagine it would be so awesome. And I, I got a chance to read an article a little bit ago that Tyler Perry is thinking that his next project is to find a on on those acres of land that he just opened up uh-huh. at the movie theater, he is thinking about his next big project is to find a place of haven for those who are trafficked. Um, So they would have a place to call home and get themselves back Mm -hmm. into society, which lets me know that he's trying to do something similar to one of our um, major contributors here in the city, Wellspring Living, um, facilitates Mm -hmm. and holds 31 women, 31 girls on one end and 16 uh, ladies on another end. But of that, um, it, it, it just kills me half of the time because the majority of the ladies look like us but those are not who Mm -hmm. the donors are and so it's going to be awesome to see Tyler step into that realm he says he wants them to have a daycare he wants them to have a biz teach them about business and that's something that I've been working on I've put together a whole financial curriculum for them because once we do let them go um, and let me back up and say um, what I do is not only just advocate but I also do um, rescues at night and sometimes in day, majority of the time in in, in the evening. Um, but a lot of our girls end up staying with us a majority of the time, minimally about six months, a lot of times 18 months. Uh, right. Some depending on if they have not been out there that long, maybe it's just been a weekend or whatnot. But the majority of the girls that I've gotten the chance to um, be intertwined with typically are, um, ages 12 to 15-ish, and they've been gone a while, which means we can't just take them and throw them back into society. We can't just take them and send them back to their parents' home and say, it's going to be all right, dear pray. We literally have so to get them. Let me get ask
1: you
0: them...
1: this. Okay. Let me ask you this, because in the mm-hmm. story, uh, Angela and I were talking about the story coming out of Marietta, just giving us, they were basically giving an update saying that the, the man – who molested mm-hmm. the young girl in March, uh, was going mm-hmm. to a grand jury here in October. So this is mm-hmm. a young girl who had to go to her family. We still don't know what the connection was with him, but had to say that she had been molested and had gone through this trauma, right? So we mm-hmm. have got a family that's been dealing with this all year. And is that, is, is, when we think, and now you've got Tyler Perry thinking, Tyler Perry knowing it, and Tyler Perry very good for publicity on this stuff. Um, mm-hmm, that his very mm-hmm. wanting to do something. And in that, this is happening, and it does happen so much. And there's so many women who have these stories of having to defend themselves against this, let alone those who are victims of it. When we think about from March to now, we've got a young girl that's been trying to process this happened to her. Never mind, add to that, not never mind, but add to that the bravery that she did tell. And that this person is being prosecuted. So when you think about it, this person is being prosecuted, so there's two families. There's her family that was a victim. And there's another family that's probably upset that she told, right?
0: So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It,
1: does she need a safe haven in this time? Because uh, she's having to what? Go back to family? Go back to school? Yeah, need, probably in yeah. the same community because he could have been a neighbor or a family. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, dude, do, does she need safe ha- haven right now?
0: Absolutely. Um, And let me tell you, um, I've personally had to go through that, and it's not fun. Um, And I I think you've heard me talk about it on the air um, for my daughter. It happened to my daughter. We went home for Thanksgiving, Mm. and my nephew, who everybody knew, but nobody told me that my nephew was a habitual raper, a rapist. Mm. And that he had been doing oh, it for some time. Uh, siblings, cousins, neighbors. He'd been put out of several schools because of it. And no one told me that that's what he was doing because it's all shiny. Oh, everything's fine. It's wonderful. And I go home and he literally does tries to do some things to my daughter that really threw her off kilter because here we go. I'm raising her down here in a nice little quiet all is well, nuts and berries and fruits and berries. And she goes home to Detroit and someone attacks her. And it's her own blood, you know. And Mm -hmm. literally everyone tried to shush me. They were like, this is a family secret. You leave that alone. You don't bother that. Mm. Meanwhile, my daughter's over here trying to uh, commit suicide because she's been traumatized. And I didn't know why she was trying to commit suicide. And then she finally shared it with our pastor what happened. So mm-hmm. in saying all of that, then I chose to do something pretty brave in my family because it's happened in my family before. I've been molested. I've had situations and I said it wasn't going to happen in my family, which is why I kept her so far from all of the other stuff. I prosecuted my nephew, something unheard of. And yeah. it, set mm-hmm. a huge divide in the family like it was a all out war because here you are this is my sister this is her son so it set a full out blast so not only do now i'm traumatized waiting for the the court date my daughter's traumatized cuz now here she may never get to see her, the other side of her family again because they're upset that she told the secret she told the family's mm-hmm. business mm-hmm. And he got prosecuted and he got sent to jail. So I can imagine what this young lady, Marietta, is going through because it was very traumatic leading up mm-hmm. to it and having to get ready for the court hearings and going back and forth and looking at your family over the video and this, that, and the other, and they're looking at you like you're the scum of the earth because you're trying to protect your daughter. Because what would happen if I didn't do that? What what would happen if I didn't go ahead and prosecute after she entrusted into us that something had mm-hmm. happened? So, yes, the wow. victim on that side is needing something. It's all types of feelings that, that my daughter had to go through. So I can imagine what this young lady is having to deal with, especially depending on their family, um, you know, what, what what's happening with their family, if they're close or, or whatnot. Or where this man mm-hmm. came from? Was he a family friend? Like they only given mm-hmm. us bits and pieces of what's going on in this story, but I'm sure there's more to it. But yes, mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. um, survivors—I do not call them victims. Our survivors mm. have survivors have a whole element of if we uh, rescue them and the person is prosecuted, or the person is picked up later on down the road, then they have to deal with the, all of the trauma, like. He told me, I am going to kill your family if you tell. So just think about that. Um, Just Mm -hmm. like the young lady I posted on my Facebook just a little bit ago, he got life. That's the first time we've seen somebody get life for sex trafficking. But he told Mm -hmm. her, I'm going to kill you and your family if you don't do Mm -hmm. this. So just imagine they're going to always need some sort of counseling. They're going to always need something that doesn't set off triggers. Because my thing is I want them to be somebody's wife one day, if they want to be. But what does that Mm -hmm. look like? What Me being intimate with my husband after I've had to endure sleeping with 300 men for the last six months. What does that look Mm -hmm. like to me if I go back into society and now I'm trying to have a relationship with someone, and that man may set off something. He may do something to me sexually that sets off something from a former past. So it's it's a whole bigger scope to this thing. Do let well, me
1: ask you: Do you okay. ever feel like you get in front of it, though? You know, I, well, I feel like as we talk about this, and the more and more we share, you know, and the mm-hmm. triggers are there for everybody. But it's like, right. do we ever feel like we get in front of it? Is somebody because and we we were talking Angela and I earlier about again the headlines and the qualifiers and the disqualifiers and that the disqualifiers are there so that people can take themselves out of scenario. But if people are all the time taking themselves out of the scenario and we believe that, oh, this is something unique that's happening, instead of this is the way of society, you know. So do you ever feel like um, you get in front of it? That's that's the question. Well, okay, this is Angela? my thing.
0: I, I mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Angela. No, go ahead. No. Um yeah, my yeah, thing yeah, is that. I would I would like for us to change the dynamics of how we go after this sex trafficking thing. What what I've learned is sex trafficking has been happening for many moons before they even started calling it sex trafficking. And mm-hmm. I think we need to start the conversations of digging into having a conversation with having the conversations with our boys. Starting from uh-huh. middle school to high school to to college, I've spent a lot of time in the colleges, going to the fraternities, explaining to them mm-hmm. it's not okay. We take our boys to the strip club at 16 as their rite of passage. That's the first mm-hmm. thing we do. We want them to, you know, experience in manhood. We take them to the strip club at 18. So what are we teaching them? It's okay to purchase ladies. It's okay. Mm-hmm to uh, buy a woman. That's what we're teaching them right off the bat. I want us to start having the conversation that it's not okay to the men because that's who's doing it. We can stop the the pimps all day long, the predators all day long. We can keep having the rescues. We can keep on having. But until we get to the dynamic that we need to talk to men and get men to understand what is happening to this young girl that you just ran a train through, what is happening to this young lady that – um, is, is want to be someone's wife one day? You don't want her to be your wife, and that's what I tell the boys when I talk to them. And they're like, No. You know, the minute I ask them, do they ever want a stripper for their wife? Out of five, out, out of a uh, hundred guys, one will say yes. But uh-huh. of that, they don't want that as their wife. So why would you mm-hmm. just treat another woman like that? Why would you demean her? So we need to start having the conversations with our boys. It needs to be a conversation. This is not okay. This is actually pretty bad, and this is what happens to a woman when this happens to her. So I think if we do one or two things, two things actually, one, we need to start uh, putting the information out there of the Johns who are doing this. I would love to see their billboards down uh, seventy-five, eighty-five. As we coming into the city. Hey, did you know this this man right here, uh-huh. who who is in the corporation, this priest right here, this pastor? They were all caught, um,
1: mm-hmm. purchasing
0: girls. Well, we have fifty-one, 51 Bible Bible men.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, we have fifty-one
1: Angela Flint,
2: men. Uh, Angela, has, has I'm sorry about that.
1: Yes,
0: no, no,
2: and, no, and mm-hmm. I I wanted to, I just I wanted to step back to this idea of, of where we're moving the needle, right? And, and just bringing this into the open is moving the needle. And mm-hmm. what you did, and just, my gosh, to commend you and thank you for your bravery in your own family. Look, every family in the world has a story in it, right? The history, and it's going on right now, of, of boys and girls, being abused, being raped by their own family members, this is this happens, and we don't talk about it, right? And we keep family secrets, and then this sort of this idea of say the human trafficking, uh, you know, the trafficking of girls and boys, the, the even the labor trafficking, we don't we don't look at it, right? The, it's like proper society, quote unquote, like we're not going to look at it. We're just going to pretend it's not there, and it's shining a light on it is a huge shift, just. I mean, because how long has this been happening and nothing's been done, right? So I think that is significant. And what I thought about when I saw this headline, 13-year-old girl molested by a 4- and 30-pound man, I thought news, right, and the root is new, right? What's new? I thought the idea that a 13-year-old girl is being sexually abused is not new and it's not news, right? And I thought, I'm like, that's the thing that strikes me. And thinking about the work that you're doing, if we were to have every day in an article, this is how many girls and boys are being trafficked, right? What would that number be or months? I know you have the stats on that, but what, what would that look like if we were saying, let's look at how many, how many young people, would you say 12 to 15, babies, little girls, little boys, are being well, no, abused. you know, they, call, that they, they, don't, like. they don't
1: say baby, they don't say babies, they don't say little girls, they call them underage
0: women. That's that's the term <laughs> that they've been that's
1: throwing around a lot. And,
0: we're, we're, and yeah, up that, until it, this year, until Governor Kemp just signed the bill, they were prosecuted as mm. adults. They were, yeah. if it was if they admitted that they had anything to do with sex trafficking or was abused in any form, they were charged with prostitution. So yeah. again, the, are the, we the really talking about the survivors babies? you're saying? Right. Right, right. The survivors as, were right. charged. Yep. As a criminal so wait a
1: minute. Is, with a okay, so wait, if you if you went out, like you res you were part of the rescue, um, and if they were of of a certain age or they, they admitted something then they then themselves were prosecuted for a prostitution.
0: Yes. Yes. Because
1: remember that's what they use in order to get the um NFL owner off.
2: Mm-hmm. Saying yes. that
1: that the young woman was a prostitute and even though she was under eight, okay, so see that's what see that's what we were talking about with these with these gatekeepers and the languages. See, that's why I love to try to make the connection for people between news and law. Because mm-hmm. when you see it on the news, like say for instance, there and this is this is what probably what we need to do, Angela, the story of the four hundred and thirty pound year old man. Given that one minute read, I guarantee you there's probably something on the docket under the gold dome in Marietta because there's a trail. Is a trend, and we mm-hmm. were taking it to the gatekeepers on one, going one way, thinking of publishing, right? Because that's what we that's what we do. But what if, and you know, and here in Georgia, here in Atlanta, when you see something on the news, usually a couple of days after that, you hear that a law was passed about this. Mm-hmm. We, we're sitting here going like, why, why these qualifiers in this headline? Now, what if a certain politician of sort? gave a call, as they often do, to their friend in the paper, okay, run that, uh, here, here, let me tell you this, run this, and then they take that headline, which has already created a perception amongst the people, go in, finish writing up the law, whether it's something that has to be voted on by them or the public, then you go try to do your little research on the stuff that you're going to vote on, and you're like, wait a minute, you know, here's what molestation looks like. You know, yeah, let's just say that, oh, we want to pass a law because now we want certain individuals to have to register for this, that, or the other, and then you go and then there's a story and it looks like this and it sounds like that, then you you don't mind. Now, even, what if it's just a little line item in a bigger bill, okay? Mm-hmm. But yet your 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 perception is this is what molestation is. Looks like this is what it is to harm a thirteen-year-old. Because you don't want to look like the CEO, or or the 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 mayor, or the principal. You know, we want this is what it looks like. And now, what are you going to do? You are going to vote in their favor,
2: right? And who does the John look like? Right? Who? Right? 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 And uh,
1: and that's what they did. They literally just showed you. Oh, this is what a John looks like. Mm-hmm. And now you've yeah. got Shay and her group and all these organizations out there trying to tell you, "Oh well, the John looks like this. okay, well, you can't go pull up the story of that John, but you can go pull up the story of the John looks like this. So now, yep. where are we
2: at? We're back to square one., yeah. so I have a question for Sean. this is I would mm-hmm. like as an, as a as a person who's interested in language, right Okay. How can we improve our language around? around this issue, because if we, if we say it, right. If we, I think sometimes we just got the right words with it. Right. And I love what Mm -hmm. you were saying about this. These are girls that want to be wives one day. Think about that. Right. How how do we shift our language? What is, what is some of the language you mentioned prostitutes? Like there's no such thing as a child prostitute. They're not. There's not, but they made it, they
0: made it to be forever. They were until now. It's been made out yep. to be a child prostitute this whole time.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's, so no, there's such no such thing, thing, thing as a child yeah. that's, just, that's the thing.
2: And nobody, yep. And, nobody and, and I think that's last significant on that word. Right hmm. is that pushback. So what 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 are what the language like? So you know, give us the language. How should we be? Ta- you know, how should we be talking about this when we talk about it? Because people don't act if they you know they don't understand. Give us the you know what's the what's the language that we need to be shifting. Even the the most well intentioned, right? Like I have well, some, let me, let me think about that. Yeah.
1: I want to take now you now a let face me walk, think a how. day. Hey, you let us know you let us know if you you're good on time. I know I asked you to call in <laughs> um, yeah, time, no, like, give, give, give us language, you, a language
0: <laughs> Okay.
1: But let me let me give you a language on that. Because if you remember when Trump was on the bus with Billy Bush, right? What that what's his name Billy mm-hmm. Bush? They Brilliant. were in essence. Now Shay is trying to Shea is trying to tell these, these pimps, Johns and men that hey, these women want to one day become somebody's wife. Well the whole conversation that our president uh had on the on the bus with Billy Bush while coming off the bus and insulted another woman, they were talking about somebody's wife. They were talking Trump was talking about what he was able to do. With somebody to think how he was able to think about another man's wife in his presence nonetheless. So, how is even the word wife, you know, is that going to, we're talking about trying to manipulate enough emotion. Where we really begin to move the move the needle on this thing, if the guy that was talking about somebody 's wife in those same terms became president later became president of the United States, and the guy that he was he was talking to that was trying to get trying to impress upon him, it can't find a job which is still trying to ease him back into television okay so what do you then say to the young women or whoever this language that we're trying to come up? daughter doesn't do it, sister doesn't do it, mother doesn't do it. You know, wife doesn't do it. Oh, my God, what are we left with? Now you can tell me. You tell me because I know, Shay, what is the language? If none of those terms is enough to manipulate your emotion (laughs) enough where you're going to protect these women, women doesn't do it, woman doesn't do it, female doesn't do it, child, you know?
0: Well, I have found... I I must say, just like it it struck Angela right there when I said it,
1: Mm -hmm. I
0: must say, every time I've had a conversation with men, that is their aha moment, is Uh when they say, this person wants to be someone's wife one day. Uh It strikes Mm. a chord for them, like, Something happens. I can see their body language shift. Uh, I can see mm. their, like they're like, "Whoa, wait a minute. she just brought it on home to me like their whole they're like, Oh my God, I never thought of future it. future does. so the that word wife definitely hits a mm. trigger for them because they 're thinking to themselves, Well, I want somebody to be my wife one day, and I definitely don't mm-hmm. want it to be this, and i don 't want to be a part of Having her to have some sort of traumatized because of something that I did that lasted all of five minutes, and and, and you what know why them. you know
1: why it works with them, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you exactly why it works with them, because they are married to women who have this trauma. They're already nursing these triggers. They already know this. So when you say to them that the men in this, this is what you're saying to them. Your wife – this is where your wife's trauma comes from, having to come through these families, these communities, these uh, all these different instances. Because if a man – especially if a man is married, and, and you can look at it on social media, when they see these conversations, they're married to this already. So they know that, oh, wait, they know when their wives have, have these triggers and these moments and her anxiety and her depression – they see it in the women, they see it in their sisters, so while that 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 John it doesn't mean anything to him, somebody who is in that situation recognizes that this is familiar. this is absolutely familiar because they go from time That's to good. time trying to trying to keep that balance because when you get when you get into a relationship and you start revealing those things about yourself you're going to talk about those traumas. I always talk about what I hear in the overheard and all the things that I have to do, whether I'm on the red carpet or in this interview or talking to all these different people. And I'm always interested how fast they go to talking about their traumas. Alicia Keys was on Red Table Talk this week. And I'm thinking, oh, man, she's going to talk about how she comes up with the songs and the music. And the first thing she says is, you know about being happy, and she don't know how to be mad, and this and the other, and and all of this, all she got it. Like, hey, I feel like this is a safe place to talk about. I've got some traumas too, and I was like, wow, uh, just um, amazing. All right, ladies, we got to get ready to uh, wrap it up. We got about six minutes left. I love coming to this platform. We can all get on there. Sean Smash Jet is the voice that joined us today, leading women. And, uh, and Shay, we call her Shay, Sean um, working here in Atlanta with a number of organizations to end sex trafficking. What do you guys have coming up that perhaps people can participate in?
0: Can you hear me? <laughs> I can yeah. hear you, go ahead. Okay. Um, it, it paused me. Um, I just wanted to say thank you guys for having me today. It's been an awesome conversation. Um, hopefully we can have more. Uh, you guys gave me some things to think about, and also how I can um, script the conversation even more in my talks with them, because I will continue to have more. Um, we had something this week that we hadn't had before, and that was we had as just as many men join us on the bus tour as we did women because um, we are oh, having tell, these uh tell
1: us quickly about the bus tours
0: yes so the, i am now a part of the institution of uh, human trafficking um, institute and we're having these bus tours once a month um, you can check out the international human trafficking institute in atlanta for the next schedule uh, but it allows us to go around the city share our story, share what it looks like, because what people think it is is not what it is. They all were on the mm-hmm. bus saying they thought it had to do with girls being in the back of a Mexican truck and getting here. Uh-huh. And by the time we share with them what it really is happening in the city, their eyes are wide open. But this time we had just as many men. And surprisingly, we had um, several, um, a couple of trans and uh, guys came as well as, um, gay couples came, and that mm-hmm. has been unheard of. We the LGBT joined us on this on this trip, which was awesome because there's a whole community that we need their support. We need them to understand mm-hmm. what it looks like. Um, right. And so, yeah.
1: Mm.
0: All right. Well, Shay, um, well, thank you so much.
1: Is there is that website or anything you want to give everybody?
0: Um offhand I believe it's the Institute of Human Trafficking. I'll, I'll have to get it. Well, for if you you guys. Would, I don't if want to you give would, yeah, just,
1: just share, yeah. Just share it on your on your social media. I think I tagged you in some posts for the show. All right. All right. Thanks so okay. much, Shay. Awesome. Thank you, love. And I you, you guys wanna stay on go the ahead and Thank you so up. much,
0: Shay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I love your show show.
1: All right i'm gonna uh, just mute you in case you wanna stay on and listen while we just uh get ready to get ready to head out here. This has been great we sorry guys. we only have an hour, but that that too may change as we try to um try to plan everything you know we're we're moving around. I think I like this because we can bring people on the call, and we have so many people that want to come on and share. Um, but Tuesdays at 2 p.m., Leading Women, we call it Leading Women Weekly is a show, but the podcast, Leading Women Podcast, and just trying to figure out where women have been led this week. And as you can see, there's always, always uh, a, a lot to talk about. Anything else stuck out for you this week, Angela?
2: Well, I just want to thank Shay for the work she's doing because it's tough, and God bless. it is. You know, and, and we all need to be thinking about how do we support this work, right? So that's number one. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank her for helping me think about language, right? We want to make sure we're talking mm-hmm. about children. children. We're talking about survivors, right? Let's, let's get uh, like the language right. right. So children, children who are abused, who have survived abuse and deserve a decent mm-hmm. life. And the people who mm-hmm. are the men, and there could be women as well, who are abusing them. That helps us to mm-hmm. shift. what what we're experiencing. So thank you for that. And, you know, I think it's, I'm going to, I'm just going to very quickly reference DL Hughley who was talking about, you know, terrible things happening and, and uh, you know, the shooting in in Fort Worth um, Mm -hmm. of Tia there and of Tia Jefferson. And he said, who gets to look away, right? Mm. We can't, we've got to not look away. And this is something that we all feel like we want to look away from. Let's not look mm-hmm. away from the hard stuff. And you know what? I think that kind of describes our podcast.
1: You know, you and I have been working mm-hmm. trying to figure out what the what the mission is on this, and that's what it is. It's like we we want to like we don't want to look away, and, and we there's so much of that that goes on. And, and I think you and I are both try to figure out when we look at why we do the work that we do. Uh, it's because we can't look away. We cannot look mm-hmm. away on some of these things. We got to go in, and we got to. Uh, dialogue about it and try to figure it out so that we can help someone else. You know, it's, it's, it's not enough to say, oh, that happened or this happened. It's like, how do we keep it from happening? How does this not happen again with, um, and that's just an uh, alert here. we got about 90 seconds here. Um, so, Shea, again, my name is Yolanda. Shea was on with us, and Angela's on. And we do, just to let you know, we are, are going to engage with you in the live environment here, but this also will turn into a podcast uh, on, on your favorite podcast platform. So I know if you see it, and I know how it is. You see something great going on, and you're like, oh, I don't have time to stop. Listen, you can save it. Wherever you saw this, You can there's a little button that, that will allow you to save it and come and come back to it. Um, text us, tweet us, tweet Angela at Angela Stoffer. Tweet me at DryerBuzz. We have topics. Or uh, if you want, we, in fact, we've got a long list of people that want to come on, which is why we want to figure out where we're going to operate because Angela has to uh, vet all of people. <laughs> you hear me putting that over to her, <laughs> and uh, and uh, and they and literally, I'm still getting I'm still getting inquiries about that. But we're got about 30 seconds, so let me just tell you, if you want to figure out where everything ought to get to us, just go to uh, com or look for hashtag Leading Women Podcast, and you will find us online. Angela's uh, tagging great content out there as well. All right, Angela, next Tuesday? Next Tuesday. All right, guys. Have a great one.
0: Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.